So we haven't had a guest on our podcast in quite some time. You know, it's been pretty inconsistent, uh, but we're getting back in the swing of things. We're going to keep this thing going. So without any further ado, I'm going to introduce the super duper cool, amazing... I've known you for how long? Almost 30 like years? Like almost 30 years. Okay. Yeah, pretty close to. Yeah. This <laughs> is Angela Hopkins. We've been trying to make this happen for... You, literally years, yeah. I think. Yeah, a year probably. <laughs> Close to. Um, and it's finally happening. The Woo! time is here. The time is now. I'm excited. Um, so, do you want to introduce yourself real quick? So, pretty much that's who I am. A mom, right? Um, <laughs> that, as we know, that the, that comes first. Uh -huh. So, I have a six-year-old, Sophie. She's the best. I'm a single mom, uh, so it'll be nice to give kind of a little bit of a different perspective. Um, I work full-time. I work in a call center an insurance company and um, I've known Alex for a million years and just <laughs> recently gotten to know Vivian so I'm super excited to be talking to you guys today. Yeah um, you know I think it's important to note too that you know we we've known each other for like well you're a year Probably younger like than me right? 28 years yeah. So like literally <laughs> yeah. 28 years almost 30 years. Yeah. And um, it's really incredible to have friends like that, that we've known each other, we've been a part of each other's lives for that long. For sure. There's not many people out there, I think, that have these kind of relationships, you know? Well, and I think it's definitely important to state, too, that, like, we don't, we, it's not like we were the closest of friends for that whole entire time right. either, right? Like, life still happens, but it's yep. always it nice ebbs to and kind flows. of come full circle and be it, back. Exactly, yeah. You know, we've had... Harrison's yelling for me. That's <laughs> so, <the> first. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know it's always mama and mommy. But now that I'm gone, he's yelling for me. Which is nice. Because it's always mommy, mommy. Makes you feel good, right? Right, exactly. When you're in the room and you can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, oh yeah, by the way, we're back. We have, when we have guests, obviously they're mostly parents and our kids have play dates at the same time, so you'll probably hear kids throughout this entire episode. Get used to it. This is our lives. Like, yeah. I can tune it out. Right. You know what I mean? There's definitely a concert going on in the background. Oh, so yeah. Oh, enjoy. Yeah. A 311 concert. Right. Always uh, 311. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so exactly what you said. Like, it's cool that we have these super long relationships, and they're not necessarily always close relationships, but when we do come together, it's always as if, no time has ever passed, right. you know? And, you know, I have the same relationship with you. I have the same relationship with Jonas. And, like, even, you know, people that I've known for probably 20 years. You know what I mean? Since mm -hmm. high school, too. Yeah. Um, but it's... there's I, I don't think a lot of people have, like, as many people that go back that far. For you sure. Know? Yeah. So it's a really cool thing to have that in our lives. And I'm thankful for that. Me too. And I'm thankful for you. Thanks. Me too. <laughs> no, I'm really glad to have you here. I'm glad we're making this happen. So um, let's let's jump in because being a single mom can't be easy. It's not. It's definitely been a challenge. Um, I mean, I'm going on, what, two and a half years now, I think, um, of doing it by myself. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I mean, there there's pros and cons, right? I mean, it's 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 nice to have me time and not feel guilty for taking that time away from my child. Right. Um, 
but at the same time, you know, when I only have her 50% of the time, I mean, I miss the hell out of her, right? So it's, it, it, there's, there's benefits, but it comes at a cost, right. too. So, right. not to mention, obviously, in 2019, it's not cheap to, we were just talking about before we started, rent prices and yep. how ridiculous that is, and it's like, you know, trying to make it on your own while parenting, right? like, that's that, definitely a challenge. Right, yeah, and you know, it's like, it, it. you are co-parenting though, yes? Yes. So you're, you're still, you know, communicating with uh, your daughter's father. Right. And so you make that work pretty easily, yeah? I mean, I... I have seen some shit, right, from friends, but <laughs> I am so blessed. I would not trade the co-parent that I have. I mean, there's always issues. I mean, right. when, obviously our marriage didn't work, so it's not like, you know, things are perfect right. between us, but um, it's, you know, he's definitely an amazing dad, and he um, is always there with her, you know, when he needs to be, and he's very communicative, and he's, he's overall, I mean, after we got out of the first month or two of, of separating, I mean, he's been, you know, very kind to me, and, um, it's also nice, too, I mean, she has two step-siblings over there, so right. she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't bother me for more kids anymore. <laughs> She told me earlier today we we were at Uptown Jungle and she's like I miss oh, um, Ellie and Julian and I'm like oh yeah and she goes but it's really nice to not have time with them too and be alone <laughs> so it's kind of the same situation right. she gets one on one attention when she's with me and you know she has the benefit of other people who love her there so it's right. all there you can look at the bright side or you can look at the dark side and right. and you know the just the type of person that I am I'd much rather just be positive about it yeah well and it seems like a, an interesting dynamic between you guys that is actually a positive one you know cuz you hear horror stories right you like even with people know. who don't have kids going through divorces and you're like you don't. Right. You don't even ever have to talk to each other again. Why is there still drama? Like, <laughs> exactly. What's like you move know? on. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. That's that's really cool that you guys are able to to keep it a positive thing, you know, and work through it, you know. So right. that's cool, and and Sophie understands that, you know. For sure. That's really cool that you guys can make that happen. Um, as far as like school, like how do you work that out? So, again, going back to having an awesome co-parent, right? Um, so, I work early. I work at 7, oh, which obviously oh school's God. not, you know, open now. <laughs> Drop right. her off at school. And just to avoid having to um, pay for, you know, after school care or before school care, we have a really great um, setup, and he doesn't work until later um, in the morning. So, I drop her off at, with him every morning. Okay. Which is kind of nice because her stepbrother and stepsister also, they have the same setup with their dad. And so oh, okay, um, okay. all the kids are there the, in the morning. They all go to the same school. And so they all get to ride to school together oh, and have nice. the morning like recess time or whatever to be able to play together and stuff too. So it definitely you know works out well in that respect. Um, yeah. I have her majority of the nights during the week. But he still gets to see her on those days because he's he willing takes to her take her to school. That's so. cool. Um, 
and she's in first grade, right? Uh-huh. So, obviously, you know, and we've told you on the podcast that Hendrix is in kindergarten now. Yeah. You're lucky that you don't have to do drop-offs. I because, did last year. Okay. Yeah, and it's not fun. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, kindergarten, like, I think, was harder. This year, yeah. she's fine. I dropped her off one day, and she was like, I'm out of here. Like, she was totally <laughs> fine with it. But last year, it was definitely a challenge. I mean, yeah. we had days where... She would cry for, Aww. you know, 10 minutes and not leave my leg, you know. Okay, so. I know. It's, it's, it's cool because Hendrix, you know, he had the experience with preschool and coop right. last year. So, like, that, I think, we had that issue with him during that. Okay. But this year, he's just, like, from day one, he was like, all right, cool, see you later. Bye. You know, he was, like, he was ready. Yeah. Um, and he just goes off and on the playground and starts playing and running with people and, you know, whatever. Um, my Just biggest... don't make him late. Oh, okay. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, we talked about this on the last episode. Um, but it's what's the biggest challenge for me and, and Vivian, too, and actually my mom picks him up a lot of times, it's not the kids. It's not dropping off Hendrix. It's not. But it's the adults... It's like a dog eat dog. Totally. You know, you gotta fight for your parking spot. Right. You got <laughs> drop off line is a million miles long, and everybody's angry yes. the whole time trying to get to work and yep. trying to get to whatever appointments they have. <laughs> yep. or... We skip the line altogether. Like, there's a line, and you know, he's at Marshall Ranch. You right. went to Marshall Ranch. I we did. both went to Marshall yeah. Ranch together. I think it's so cool he goes there. <laughs> yeah, I it wish is. Sophie could have gone it's there. It's <laughs> so cool. But uh, it, it's funny because the drop off line is usually, like you said, like 10 miles long. And, you know, he's not at a point where he, like, can get himself out of the car with all of his things that he needs, you right. know. So we skip the line, but that also means skipping, like, 10 miles of line, you know. Right. And it's only a two-way road, so i I mean, like, that parking lot is, literally, you know, what, two rows? Oh, I mean, my God, it's it, tiny. Yeah. It's, it's a tiny parking lot. Yeah. Most schools have, like, at least two parking areas. No. It has a very small parking lot. So, so we're driving down the wrong side of the road for a good quarter mile right <laughs> just to get through the people that through are going the through the line you know to, to get into the parking yeah. lot because there's like two rows it's a challenge yeah. and vivian and my mom have both been in fights with people so i have i heard I'm about that one like uh that. last week with with vivian it sounds like it was <laughs> the same person and i'm curious i don't think there's probably anyone there you know, still that we were there with. Right. I'm so curious. (laughs) There is, you know, she had another fight. Well, somebody was having, Vivian told me the other day that she was, somebody, some other parent was having a fight with one of the kindergarten teachers. Oh, goodness. And I think this kindergarten teacher has been there for a a very long time, at least since my brother was there. I don't know her name, but um, Vivian saw this other parent, like, arguing with this teacher and so when they were done, Vivian was like, oh, well, you'll be glad to know that you're not the only one who has fights with people in here. <laughs> so they, they became friends based on that, that other parent. So And then they were like, oh. Why do you oh, fight with a kindergarten teacher about, though? I think uh, she'll have to, you'll have to ask her when I she will. comes in. But I think it came down to the the mom was like on the grassy area and the teacher was like, you can't be here. You have to. Like you just know, drop off and go? Is that... 
Basically, okay. yeah. Like we, I, I can out. picture the kindergarten area. It's right. still in the same place, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I so, know what that looks like, but right. So, so they, I can't be there with my kid in the grass. Like, right. Yeah. Apparently, okay. like you have to, like we'll go and watch sometimes, like outside the wall. You know, you can right. see it over the wall. Yeah. Um, but apparently this parent was like in the schoolyard, and the teacher was like, "Nah, nah, <laughs> fool, you can't do that." And she was like, watch me. No. <laughs> Doing it anyways. All right. Right? Um, okay. So, Angela. <laughs> that was Woo! perfect timing. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, it's sort of along the same lines as, you know, co-parenting. As a single parent, what's your biggest challenge with working and being a parent? I mean... So, you know, it's your day and the kid's sick and the kid's been sick, mm -hmm. you know, on your days, right? I mean, it, it's, there's, there's certain um, challenges that you face just being a working parent in general. I mean, when yeah. I was married, when it was both of us, we struggled, you know, to balance. No, it's your turn to pick her up when she's sick. I mean, right. there was right at the end of um, our marriage, she, she had lice, like, three times and we think that her daycare was infested we ended up mm. moving her after it was like three times in a oh my three gosh. week period oh and yeah. it was That's... you know as soon as she was fine then she came home with them again and so we ended up switching daycares right after that and she just never had them again it's yeah. never been an issue um but during that time frame it's like okay well i left yesterday and so you need to leave today and right. that's always a challenge right but when it's just you you don't really have it's, it has to be you you're the mm -hmm. only one and like i mentioned earlier i mean i have her most days during the week so if she's sick during the week and she's not going to school it's me i'm right. the one who's staying home with her and that obviously is challenging to miss work Luckily, I work in a call center, so it's not like my work is piling up from days before, right. but I still, you You're know, still using your to, sick time, right? right? Or I, your yeah, vacation exactly. time, right? And you can only have so many unplanned, you know, right. corporate world, right? I mean, yeah. there's, yes, I'm very lucky that I have some flexibility, but, but that's a huge challenge with... The other thing is, you come home and you're tired, right? And there's there's <laughs> yeah. nobody else to entertain. Like, it's me. Yeah. That's... Sometimes it's YouTube, sorry. Right. <laughs> you know? no, uh, sometimes uh, uh, uh. it just is. Yeah. But, I mean, getting home from work after a long day, and I'm the one who has to make dinner, and I'm the one who has to clean up, and yeah. I'm the one who has to entertain. And it's like, I just want to do nothing, you know? Right. So it's... And it's then you hard. do a bedtime routine, right? Right, exactly, you know, and okay, now we need to read the 25th book tonight, and I mean, it's just, it, there is, I don't think that parenting is ever easy, and no. I don't ever like to say that I have it harder, because I don't think that's fair, Every everybody has a challenge in their own right, but... I definitely will say that I'm more exhausted, because oh, yeah. it's all Absolutely. me, you know, yeah, so... And yeah, and I feel like I put Vivian sometimes in that position, you know. So obviously, she's not a single parent. Right. You know, we we are married and we live together, but I'm gone two, three nights a week, you right. know what I mean? And sometimes it's just, there's no other option but for her to have to do that on her own. Right. And I, I 
completely empathize and sympathize with people right. who have to do that right. on a, you know, every day, essentially, you know? But I, I will can't say imagine. this. I would not change it for the world. Because yeah. I think that as, as much as it's a challenge, I feel like I was meant to be a mother, even on the hard days. Like, right. it's it's the best thing that I've ever done. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, there's a lot of challenging times. And, yeah, my daughter spends more time than she probably should in front of the TV. But Who's all doesn't? in all, <laughs> yeah, I, I, would not tra- I would not trade it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, that's, I think that's part of, like, who you are as being a positive person, you know, somebody who... Right who emanates positivity and like even through the hard shit like you can see through it you know and that's and that makes it all the more easier and it's never easy right right I think it just takes looking at you know in the end like is this going to be worth it right right? absolutely with with anything I mean with dieting with what I, I mean working out like not to change subjects here but oh, yeah, at, at the end of it you know being positive is about okay this sucks right now but at the end of this is is all of this hard work mm-hmm. going to matter and mean something exactly uh, something and you know it's it's kind of a tangent but it's something that I always learned kind of growing up is the effort is the prize right you know what I mean it's like you you're always going for this destination but there really is no destination right you know you just go and go and go and go and you learn as you go and that's that's the prize right there you know because you wouldn't if you didn't have the challenges to teach you along the way then you're just gonna stay where you're at and you're never gonna grow and you're never gonna get better and you're never gonna whatever you know what i mean so that's that's a great way of seeing it for sure what's your favorite thing about being a mom like the absolute best thing so my kid is the biggest cuddler (laughs) and that's my favorite part of being a mom i hope it never changes i mean obviously there's a million things i could list here but like if you only give me one if you're like that you only get one thing because you're a mom going forward that would totally be it it just Every morning, she makes me wake her up early so that we have time to cuddle. It's, I mean, when she's not with me, you know, when I pick her up this morning, it was my first day back with her. I haven't seen her in three days. And she wants to just go home and cuddle. Like, that's, you (laughs) know, as soon as I pick her up, like, we need cuddle time. Right. So, I hope it never changes. She swears it won't, but... (laughs) (laughs) Let's give her a few more years on that. No, yeah, I hope that never changes either because I'm a cuddler. I'm a hugger. Vivian's not necessarily, but like Harrison loves cuddling. He was cuddling hard on you. He was cuddling me after he woke up from his nap. Hendrix is not really much of a cuddler, but um, I am, you know, so I I totally feel you on that. Like, I got to have my cuddles and hugs. I think that's a really good thing, you know, is like having that close relationship with your kids you know yeah. making making sure that they feel comfortable and at home no matter where they are I think honestly that being a single parent has made that bond even closer even because yeah. when she's with me it's uninterrupted I mean right there's you know 
Vivian always says, like, they're always asking for her, right? <laughs> She's here the majority of the time. And I'm sure yeah. that that's hard for you when it you're is, here it, and you're like, hello. It, it hurts my feelings. Can, it really does. I can help you right now. <laughs> but I don't have that anymore. Right. And, you know, Sophie, um, when, when I first went back to work um, and she was with her dad, uh, when I was working at night, mm -hmm. I worked until eight o'clock when I first started. Oh, wow. um, and so he would put her to bed. And so he got, she got like that with him. Mm -hmm. You know, she wanted to always have him doing it. She didn't want me to get her ready for school in the morning because right. that breaks his, the routine, you know right? What I mean? So yeah. um, it's definitely that, that part of it is kind of nice right. um, to, it's, it's my time and it's uninterrupted to be the only one. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's nice. And, and you know, as you mentioned, like that does it, like deep down, it hurts my feelings. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause it's like, I'm literally answering the question that right. you're asking, but I'm going to ask it, but to mom. you still want to ask mom. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, fine. Right. Why am I even She's here? She's going to say the same thing. No, exactly. <laughs> so, so a lot of times she'll say, okay, well, what did your dad just say? It's like, okay. Hoping for something different. <laughs> right? No, it's going to be the same answer, yeah. kiddo. If you could guess how long, we, how far in we are, what would you say? How many minutes? Uh, maybe 20 minutes. That's pretty good estimation. 20, almost 24 minutes. Nice. Um, which is a good time this to a take one. a short break. <laughs> and then um, at this point, we'll get Vivian in here and she cool. can ask some questions and get going. Sounds good. Working Parents Podcast. Yay. We're back. We're back. Switching chairs. Oh, Still got my blanket. Is it cold? No, but I'm just, I just like blankets. Yeah. I'm so weird. Well, Alex likes to keep the house pretty cold. Let's see, <laughs> Let's see how long this goes. The crying. Okay. See that picture? Did you hear about that on Instagram or our podcast last week? So I heard a little bit about it and you said that you didn't like it as much, right? Yeah. The, because it was on Instagram. Yeah. It was all framed. Yeah. But it was probably like, was it shiny? When mm -hmm. you, okay. So, but if you put it in a frame, then I the bet, glass yeah. will make it shiny. True. Okay. So now we're back <laughs> and I am, um, I've only known Angela for about a year and a half, maybe two years now, like really known you. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so when I first met you, I thought you were like real and honest. And we've been talking about getting you on this damn podcast <laughs> forever. Here well, I yeah, I know. And the last time you we were here, it was like, eh, no, not really. But I understand why. So now that we're here, we're taking advantage, and we're going to be asking a lot of personal questions. And this is this probably is more personal. <laughs> the most personal question that you're going to get from me. It's always so, because it's not easy. I can imagine that this, you know, what you decided when you decided to do this, it wasn't easy. So I always want other families or people to hear about it so that they can, you know, feel like they're not the only ones, or maybe they were in the same place that you were. Mm -hmm. But... Um, how did you get to the place where you decided, you know what, I need to do what's best for me and my daughter and leave this marriage because so many people do what you did mm -hmm. and, um, 
it can't be easy. So how did you process that? How did you get to that place? It was really challenging. I mean, that's really what kept me there for so much longer than I probably needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was already in my head. The marriage was over probably a good year, a year and a half before I actually left. Right. And I had tried to, you know, let's work on things and whatever. Right. But, yeah. But in my heart, I was done. Right. I come from a divorced family, so when I married him, you know, there was, we were not going to get divorced. Now, Mm -hmm. nobody gets married to get divorced. Like, I'm not saying that, but I was adamant that I will not get married until I know for sure. And Mm -hmm. I was older. I was 25 when I got married. Um, And so, really, it just came down to realizing that Showing her a bad marriage, in my mind, is worse than showing her parents who separated and still love her, and there's no resentment. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I felt like at the end, when I finally did decide to leave, that we were at a place where it was kind of a turning point. It was like, it's either going to get really ugly, Mm -hmm. or... I'm going to go. And I didn't want to get to the ugly. I didn't ever want her to see. Because when it gets bad like that, it's it's going to end in divorce eventually. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's five years, ten years, twenty years, when they're out of the house. Like, there's going to be a time right. when you just aren't going to deal with that person anymore. Right. And so, why not try as hard as we possibly could to end things as amicably as possible Mm -hmm. so that we could show her hopefully eventually what a good relationship looks like and Mm -hmm. be able to model that for her because it wasn't where we were right right and she's super happy that she just became a big sister she's so excited like she's talking all about it (laughs) she loves her big sister or her little sister she loves being a big sister yeah that's another challenge, right, as a yeah. single parent. Yeah, how do you process she, that? Oh, my God. Well, it didn't really bother me when I found out that they were pregnant. Like, I was right. happy for her. Right. But she wanted, when she when they found out that they were pregnant, she wanted to talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And as the other parent, right, I never want to portray negativity or nastiness towards him or towards their family or anything like that but it does get tiring sometimes Mm -hmm. to hear like all the time about you know how great her brother and sister are and how she loves you know that the fact that she's going to be a big sister and then the baby just came a couple a week ago now I guess Mm -hmm. and um it's all she's wanted to talk about but that's part of the decision yeah. like I, I would rather her tell me that and not shut her down than right be afraid to talk to me about things right. later on right how old was she when you guys decided to separate she was three and a half okay so she was pretty young she really didn't know quite what was going on right um unfortunately she does remember the, uh my ex-husband got very angry and mm-hmm through like this little side table and 
that was the extent of the nastiness. Right. Like, that right. was it was just like a heat of the moment thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't throw it at either of us. Like it's not serious. Right. You know what I mean? But right. like, um, she does remember that. Oh, and yeah. um, you know, she's made comments about it since. I mean, it's been two and a half years and right. she still remembers it. But other than that, she doesn't remember a lot of us together. Mm. Um which I think is kind of a positive thing. I I don't I haven't I don't think I processed that enough to really decide, right. but sometimes I'll say something about us all being together and she doesn't remember it and, mm-hmm. and it kind of sings for a second. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, at least you just understand like what life looks like now and exactly this parents is, who love you mm-hmm. and like, that's all that there is. Right? Yeah. And this will be like the new norm for her. It's right. not, yeah, you're right. Cause if it had been when she was 10, 12, 13, it right. would have impacted her well, that's when my parents got divorced, and it was miserable. And right. It was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. And I always hate when people get divorced and they use their kids against each other. Like, right. that is the most unhealthy thing that you can do for, sure. for that child. Yeah. Like, it's seriously the worst thing you can do. Mm-hmm. So I do give you props and kudos because you don't go on social media and shit talk your baby daddy. Right. Like, you don't go on there and, like... You know, because like I said earlier, the internet is permanent. Like, right. It lives on forever. Well, and I just, you know, I was, Alex and I were talking about this earlier. Like, it's just not worth it to me to have that negative energy to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if I leaned more towards, because there are some people who just are naturally more negative, right? Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. If that was me, me. Then, <laughs> then maybe that would be how yeah. I would react. But we did talk about that earlier, and you would not blast anybody on Facebook. <laughs> right. So right. you're not that bad. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, you know, um, and, and I've never really considered myself glass half full, but when you really start talking about it, it's like, it's just the energy that it takes to be nasty. Mm-hmm. I just don't have it in me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it really does. And you and your mom, I always, every time I look at what you guys post, it's always something positive. Your mom was always posting like a, a positive Bible verse or like, mm-hmm. yeah, look, I'm, I'm like the other day, I think she posted something about being tired, but her coffee helping her. And mm-hmm. it really does. Cause it's helped Anna a lot. Yeah. So a lot of people are really have taken positives from that, mm-hmm. but you and your mom are consistently always positive. And I love that about you guys. And you must've learned that from her because for sure. Well, and that's one of the things, right? I mean, everybody complains about Facebook in general as mm-hmm. the negative place, right? There's yeah. always, I mean, if you're talking politics, if you're talking mm-hmm. relationships, whatever, it's so easy to be negative. And trust me, my life is not perfect right. at all whatsoever. And I don't try to portray being something different. I think what, I mean, my my last long post was um, in regards to how hard the last month has been and how someone at work had encouraged me mm-hmm. and how uplifting that was and hoping to help someone else feel uplifted uplifted yep. in the shit because it's yeah. all shit. Yeah. It's just whether or not it smells or not. You right. Know? Yeah. I mean, like, there's no... Life is the most challenging thing. It is. I mean, there's always something going on. Mm-hmm. And... It's just not worth it to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. negative. I was telling Alex, this is a good, like, totally side note, but 
I was going through my DVDs, cleaning them and trying to think, okay, I'm going to get rid of this or that. And have you seen Hotel Rwanda? No. Okay. So it's based on a true story of something that happened, I believe, in Africa during the 90s. And a lot of these people ended up getting locked up in the hotel because they had nowhere to go. They were refugees. Okay. It was a war, like a civil war happening in the same uh, country. And so, anyways, long story short... That movie, every time I watch it, really puts into perspective how truly blessed we are. Yeah. Because, like, can you imagine having a child and, like, saying to them, we need to go lock ourselves in the bathroom right now because we're about to get shot. Like, can you, I I mean, like. It gives me goosebumps. I know. Like, like, we are super blessed to live in America, number one. And number two, to live in a, in a world that's safe, you know? And I think about, I go into my space in my head and I'm like, I'm stressing out about A and B, but really shit could be a lot stinkier. (laughs) Like you were saying. Right. And I mean, yeah, it's not necessarily like the safest place, right? Like we have, yeah, we have that happens here all the time. That's scary. Also, let's put into perspective how many people there are in this world and how often that does happen in comparison to somewhere like Rwanda. So it's not like it's unsafe here, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it's just... Uh, Yeah, it's just looking at it from a different point of view. Right. And you could either live in the negativity or try to process it and come out on the positive end. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, you answered that very well. <laughs> Thanks. Alex, is, you know, you're right. Alex said that you're, or Alex is right. You said that you're a natural. I've always wanted to raise a feminist daughter. I know it sounds really bad, but I've always wanted a daughter. That's what I wanted H- Hendrix to be, but he ended up being a boy, and I love him, obviously. Of course. But, um, I've always wanted a daughter, because I did want to raise a strong woman. Right. Somebody that wasn't like me growing up. So, I was, you know, not always the way that I am now. And and that's not to say that my parents did a bad job. It was no. just, I was a shy girl. I always let people intimidate me. Growing up, I let people use me. And I finally got into my 20s and I was like, this is not the life that I want to live forever. So I came into my own, thankfully. But with that being said, what do you want your daughter to know about life based on your experiences so far? What do you hope to teach her? You know? I think that the most important thing for her to learn from me and just in general is resilience. Mm-hmm. You know, bad shit happens and you have to figure out how to pick up the pieces because it's not always going to be fucking rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean... You know about our current last, you know, two months, basically. Uh, It's like one thing after another after another. And that's just how life goes. And there will be months where there's amazingness and Mm -hmm. everything is rainbows and unicorns. Mm -hmm. But but it doesn't continue that way. And so her knowing that it's okay that bad things happen and understanding how to process her feelings... And move forward Mm -hmm. is probably the most important thing that I could ever teach her. Yeah. And I think she's learning that. She's shy, but that's, that's just, that doesn't mean that she's not strong. And I've always, I've always hated when people said, oh, she's shy or he's shy. That must mean that he's not strong or, 
No, that doesn't mean that. It just doesn't... What I think with shy kids is that they're not ready to show you their whole selves. Right. And they don't need to. You know, they right. shouldn't have to. And so... Well, she's a lot like I was, which scares me a little bit because... I think she's very empathetic. She feels what everyone else feels. Mm -hmm. And that is a super difficult way to live. Mm -hmm. Because when someone else is having a bad day, I have a bad day. You absorb it. I absorb all of those feelings. I mean... I'm that way too. It's it's very hard. But... And so I don't don't think that it's a bad thing right now. Mm -hmm. Because she's still very... I mean, she's six, right? So she's still so young. And there's a lot of time for her to develop that. I hope she develops sooner than I do in being strong because I actually, I mean, after my divorce, the, the person who I'm seeing, like he's who taught me Mm. how to be strong and stand up for myself. And I I got that from him. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I was... I let people walk all over me. I was shy and reserved. And I still am to a point. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going up and starting conversations yeah, with strangers yeah, yeah. by any means. But I just hope that she learns that trait and that I can instill that in her mm-hmm. sooner, sooner than having to learn from someone else. But yeah. I'm so thankful that I did get that from mm-hmm. him. So... And the last two months you've mentioned, and I don't know if you and Alex talked about this, but the last two months have been so crazy. And instead of, because I'm going to go into a different area, which is eating disorders. Okay. So instead of going into the bad habits of like binge eating or, you know, excessive eating, overeating, what has helped you? Because in the last two months, honestly, if I had been in your position, (laughs) I would have eaten every single day the worst foods. That's how I cope. That's and I how have I to, cope. Yeah, and I have to learn to stop using that, you right. know, because especially becoming a mom, the first time I gained 30 pounds, right, with Hen- Hendrix. And then I lost, I lost it right away. Mm-hmm. And then I lost myself after I stopped breastfeeding. Yeah. When I started breastfeeding... It was, oh my God, girl, let me just tell you. It was like the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. And I made it to eight, almost nine months with Hendrix. You're amazing. My focus, thank you. My my focus was breastfeeding mm-hmm. for those eight, nine months. So I didn't have time to think about my feelings or my body or, right. you know, thankfully the calories I was burning while right. I was breastfeeding. And then when I stopped, I felt like I had no identity. and And then it was like... A whole two years of that and then I got pregnant again and then again with the breastfeeding I only made it to five months because I was killing myself with it and then um and then again I I was like okay what am I doing like I'm not breastfeeding anymore that's a big thing yeah I'm not breastfeeding anymore all I'm doing is like raising these kids where am I so then the binge eating continued and mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> Thankfully, I've gotten a little bit of control of that because I stopped eating past like eight or nine. I was eating like till like eleven or twelve some nights. You know, some nights. Um, how have you? Because you are doing keto right now. So I just started this past week. Okay. But really, what it came down to is um, just trying to figure out how to take care of me. I kind of 
became a little bit of a caretaker. Mm-hmm. And I'm not complaining. I don't regret it. I, right. I, that's who I am. That's who you are. That's who, you that's are. just who I yeah. am. I totally get and, that from you. You know, I want to be present and available at any given moment mm-hmm. to take care of the person who I love. Right. And so, um, but at the same time, I also, I mean, in the last probably six months, I had gained like 35 pounds. Right before I I went through my divorce, I started um, keto and I lost like 55 pounds and I was going to the gym every day Mm -hmm. and that was like... Therapy. Yes. So everybody always says self-care, right? Like take care of yourself. We know that's bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) We don't have to get into that. We agree on that. But Basic human needs is not self-care. Right. Sorry. But for me, like working out became therapeutic. And Mm -hmm. obviously that was during a time when things weren't great in my marriage. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to throw myself into being a mom and focused on being a fucking Pinterest mom, right? Right. Like oh, my God, it's exhausting. Don't, yeah. And so <sighs> I just got to a point where I was like, enough is enough. Like, I need something for me. Right. Well, I started by working out. And then the keto thing kind of came into it because mm-hmm. it just – low-carb works better for my body. It just mm-hmm. does. I have insulin resistance. I'm not diabetic, but I'm on the verge. And oh, I wow, have, yeah. like – I didn't know that. Um, hormonal issues that yeah. are caused because of the insulin resistance. And so it's all just a vicious cycle. Right. But for me, it started during that time as working out to just get out. Because I started having anxiety that I had never felt before during that time. Right. Well, in the last two months with everything that's transpired, I started feeling that way again. I started feeling like I wasn't myself anymore. Like I was lost in... Um, caring and I started feeling those same Mm -hmm. anxieties again and I didn't feel the same as like I want this relationship to end by any means because you don't feel that way (laughs) because for the audience so you know she she was she is in a it's a it's a thing it's a thing it's a thing (laughs) (laughs) it's just kind of a thing (laughs) but um there was uh, you know my We'll just say boyfriend for the uh-huh. sake of the yeah, conversation, let's say okay? Um, had an an injury, and um, he doesn't even know this, but I felt a little bit at fault for it because of how it happened. Because I, it was my fault that he was even trying to move. It. I don't mm. know if you know how it happened. I have was, no idea. He, he was trying to move um, the seat, and so we had all gone to a concert. There was his SUV was full of people. Oh, okay, and. Um, I was sitting in the third row, and so the second row, like, the seat had been moved up mm-hmm. in order for um, the people in the third row to get out. Okay. So I was the last one out. Well, his seat can't, his driver's seat can't move back um, okay. with the second seat forward. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was, like, hitting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he moved... Um, to the back seat to put it back. Oh, and then okay. when he stepped backwards, he stepped on, like, there's, the garbage cans are in the ground. And there's, like, this lever that you 
put your foot on. That was like to, old school, isn't it? Yeah. Well, okay. Out for the old people. Right. <laughs> so, okay. So, that makes sense. That's right. genius. I didn't even. It works for them. Right. But if you, I mean, they had just moved there. Right. Like, it was it's a not thing, familiar. Right? You're not used to the area. And so, what's and around. it was dark. It was late at night. Right. It was probably midnight. Like, oh, Jesus. We're all exhausted. Yeah. And so I felt super guilty like I should have thought of that I should have known and that's how my brain works yeah. right like it's I know it's not my fault logically Obviously, speaking logically it's not it's my not fault. fault but that's where my brain goes to right. so when when I feel that responsibility then that makes the caretaker portion of it so much deeper mm-hmm. is like I caused this right. so I have to fix it yeah I'm a fixer anyways right I'm gonna be that way anyways but mm-hmm. in that situation it was that much worse wow so, anyways, coming back, yeah, <laughs> coming yeah, back no. to what we were talking about, because of that, I just got to a point where I was like, I need that therapy again. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't been as, as diligent as I was that last time. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't feel as deep into the anxiety mm-hmm. that I was feeling at that point either. So, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to listen to my body right. and try to do what's I mean, best and you're me, doing the keto now and so right. I mean that's working and right. so you don't necessarily have to do it all at once. Yeah. It can be baby steps. Right. <clears throat> I always used to say to my mom, like, I don't understand how people can get addicted to things. Like I just don't understand that because yeah. I've smoked cigarettes. I was never really interested in them. Me too. I've smoked marijuana. It's you know, it's kind of fun, but I'm like, it's, I don't need it every night. Like, yeah, there's exactly. no, I, I, I don't, even alcohol, I'm like, I can have one drink and I'm done and I'm, I'm not really that excited right. about it. There's just, I just don't understand that kind of addiction, right? Right. Well, my mom pointed out to me a couple of years ago, your addiction's different. Your addiction's food. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because when bad things happen, all I want to do is eat yeah. carbs mm-hmm. and sit on the couch and fucking cry. And, yes. you know, like, yeah. that's how I process that's things. That's exactly how I process and things. And so it's really hard not to do that. But for me, um, just getting even 30 minutes of movement, of getting my heart rate up, that mm-hmm. is enough therapy for me to be okay with not having to eat all of the things. Right, right. Yep. It's hard not to eat all of the things, yes. especially when you're stressed out. And that's why I'm like, you go, girl. Because instead of saying, I'm going to sit on the couch and cry and eat for, you know, what's been happening the last two months. Well, I did for a couple days. Right. Okay. Okay. But that's okay. That's okay. But that's okay. And you didn't stay in that place. Right. You know what I mean? And like you said, you know, bad things happen. And then sometimes really horrible things happen. And life-altering things happen. Right. But... You can't stay in that place. Right. And you can't ask people that love you to to um, stay in that place with you. Right. Every, life needs to move, especially when you're a mother, mm-hmm. especially when you're a father. You can't not keep moving right. forward because your children are watching you. Right. Your children you are looking to, to see how you're process, processing things and you don't want them to see you in that place forever, you know? So, and even if you don't have kids, 
I think that you owe it to yourself. You know, that's how I started my whole weight loss journey was by myself. Nobody, I wasn't doing it for no man. I wasn't right. doing it for a date, for a husband, for anybody. It was for me, you right. know? And and that's the place that I'm at. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel good where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, regardless of anyone else in or not in my life. Right. That it's not, um, I... I'm always going to be there. So I have to be the one who's comfortable yeah. with where I'm at because right. everything else comes and goes. It just does. Yeah. So the only constant is me. Right. Regardless of whether or not that's how I wow. want it. Wow. That's some like Ayala <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Do you watch her? Ayala? No. Oh my gosh. She's so good. Um, She was on Oprah when Oprah was hot, you know, and mm-hmm. that, the show was on like during the daytime. Um, you have to follow her on Instagram. Okay. She will make you be like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to really snap out right. of this one because right. she'll show you, she like... she do the finger snaps? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. She is so good. <laughs> I'm going to show you a video. We're going to have to look this up. Because she's so good. Hello. You see? She does have a finger she, she will tell you... I mean, Ayala will fix your life. All right. I guess this will be the last question. You guys can stay in. Well, the baby, are you kidding? Finishing up. Sophie's got it. She's good. She's good. She's fine. We got totally off topic. That's cool. That's fine. Yeah. I think off topic keeps it interesting. Yeah, it'll be good. You know? Um, What, if you had three truths that, this is always the last question I like to ask. Okay. If there were three truths that you wanted Sophie to know before or after you've passed away and, you know, she's on her own, what are those three things that you would want her to know in life that are, like, truths? So, first of all, you're a jerk for asking me about death because I don't want to think about me dying yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, that's a good question. And, and in fairness, you gave me an opportunity to I gave you the think question. about this. Yes. And... It's probably the hardest question I've ever been asked, even after thinking about it for an hour before I had to actually Good. answer it. So, <laughs> um, Vivian, I just talked a little bit about um, resiliency and, and mm. being able to be resilient. And I think that that is probably the most important thing that I would want her to learn from me or know from me or know to be true is that. You have to be resilient. You have to keep keep moving forward. Life is going to continue whether you're living it or not. So get your shit together. Let's move. You know? Yeah. That's a great lesson for anybody. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's the biggest thing. The other thing, you know, I'm a Christian and I believe in Jesus and God and what they've done for us. And... I want her to know that as truth. Mm-hmm. That's um, a good one. And then the other thing is that she's totally capable. And I don't like to say, you know, oh, you can do anything you want to do. Like, you're probably not going to be the president, okay? Like, you're just right. probably not. But that doesn't mean that you are not capable of Doing great what things. you want to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's not my roadmap to make. To decide what is right for her or not. But if it's something that she dreams of, then she's capable of figuring out a way 
to make that happen. That's really good. Do you have a bonus one? Okay, <laughs> getting to three was a challenge, so you're kind I'm of a jerk kidding. again. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I yeah, don't want to put you I, on the spot yeah. With that. I mean, that's it's death happens. How about that one? It, it's <laughs> because, so true. Uh, it does. That's one thing that I don't know how to deal with. So right. I hope she does better. Yeah, we were than talking. Ever do. We were talking about that earlier too. Yeah. You know, it, it it is always hard, but I I'm I'm on the other end of it. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's because I'm I'm good at like suppressing, like feelings I guess or I can like think past those feelings you know yeah. but also I think as a kid I've dealt with it a lot throughout my life there's okay. been a lot of deaths in my family and even in high school there were friends who passed away in college one of my closest friends passed away and um, I've been through it a lot yeah and um, it never gets easier per se, you know, but you you learn you how to You can separate the emotional part of it. Yes, I think is the biggest I've, thing. Because I've, for yeah. me, that's the challenge is you know, I like I just said I am a Christian. Like I believe right. that those are going to heaven. Like that's but it's not comforting me to comforting to me to say I'll see you again one day. Like, that's not helpful right. to me because I miss you now. I right. want you here now. Like, mm -hmm. that's, you know, this last one that was just experienced was probably the hardest for me. Mm -hmm. um, because he was so young. And because, right. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to say that we were the closest of friends, but he meant something to me for sure. Yeah, and it was devastating. I mean, mm -hmm. to just, that a person so awesome isn't just, here anymore. Right. And, and that, so, yeah, and that, that's extremely difficult. And for me, what I've noticed is that with me, it's harder when it's a friend. Right. Because I've had so many family members pass away. And like I said, it's never easy. Right. But I can see past it and see through it mm -hmm. you know and and be okay especially with this most recent family member who passed away like a month ago yeah you know yeah. i can see i know she's in a better place now right i know that she's no longer suffering, suffering. and right. having to live with guilt and addiction and you know right. all of that stuff you know so for me like she's free yeah you know what I mean? So you're more that side of it, whereas yeah. I'm the emotional. And it's selfish. It's so selfish. That's why I struggle with it. And I'm willing to admit that. I don't know how to get past it right. yet. Right, yeah. No. But it's it's totally and my it's, own shit, you know? <laughs> right. Well, it's really funny you mentioned the emotional thing because, like, out of Vivian and myself, I'm the emotional one. Right. You know? So I always react to things emotionally first. And... Except for that. Right. I can, I don't know. I think Chris Farley's death did it for me. Interesting. That was a really long time ago. That was right. like the first celebrity death that I noticed, you know? Okay. And like it really hit me and affected me. Like, oh my gosh, like this, people really do die, you know? Hmm. And so that, I don't know. I always remember Chris Farley's death as something that like 
changed my life and changed my perspective on it. So. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, wow, we're talking about death. We, we just we, we went, went all in on that. Circles today. <laughs> like we have talked about all of the things. Oh, I don't think we left man. anything on the table. Right. <laughs> um, so, is there anything else that you want to ask me or ask Vivian or any anything you want to plug, business or you know uh, your podcast? Do you want to someday? You're gonna get you're gonna get a you podcast guys, you going. You guys are gonna have to come over kid free one night. Yes. We'll have a, we'll have a podcast recording session. Yes. And I'll bring my uh, my recording kit. There you go. Yeah, because <laughs> it'll be better than, than my <laughs> Dude, laptop. You know they it it in like every industry you know the ca- whether it's camera instrument or microphone recording whatever the best thing that you have. It's what you have, you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Like if the, if your phone is the only camera that you have, that's the best camera, you know. Yeah. Start taking photos with your phone. Right. You know what I mean? If your it's best recorder is your phone, record with that. It yeah. sounds great. Like it really does. Right. You know, for what it is, a little rectangle right. that fits in your pocket. It sounds so good. And you can you know, you can record video, you can record audio, you can take pictures, you can do whatever. You can edit all of those things. All on this little thing, you know what I mean? Well, this flowed pretty well, so maybe, yeah. maybe I'll just start. You're a natural, <laughs> Thank so you. I think you definitely have a successful future in podcasting. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Hey, we're so happy that we had you. A lot of people have, you know, a negative perception on things, mm-hmm. and like I said earlier, I love your positive outlook on everything. You know, you can you can spin it to be a positive thing, even when there are negative mm-hmm. things. You know what I mean? I was telling Vivian, I never considered myself, like, glass half full. That was never... Mm-hmm. I've never felt that way about myself, but in the last probably two years, I I guess I've just realized that that is who I am. Right. I just don't have the energy to expend <laughs> on negativity, yeah, you know? So. Exactly. It, and sometimes it's a fight, you yeah. know? It's really is a fight. And But I think you can... There's... There's positive and there's negative in everything in life. Mm -hmm. And if you choose to see the negative, then you're going to not be happy. You're not going to have a good experience. But if you choose to see the other way, then you're going to have a great experience. Absolutely. It's all up to you. It's all mindset. Yep. That's it. Anyway. And with that. We'll see you guys (laughs) next time. Thank you so much, Angela. It's been awesome. Woo! 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 Woo!